We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. During the early portion of the preseason schedule, we have seen two more high-profile players with anthem protests. Marshawn Lynch now of the Oakland Raiders and Michael Bennett of the Seattle Seahawks. And... It really is amazing to me when you have a situation like we saw in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the horrid nature of what happened there, and then the anthem protests that people have gotten so upset about, that NFL fans have gotten so upset about, more letters than than uh, John Mara's ever received, and I'll cancel my season tickets if you sign this guy who protested something, and how dare you do this? And then you get that scene down there. I mean, how many NFL fans are are canceling their life subscriptions now because of what's going on? How many of those guys, you know, you don't hear nearly as much of a uh, um, complaint factory as you do when it comes to sports and these guys. Now, I know we live in a sports world. I totally understand that. But... One of the points that you brought up is something that I was in my head over the weekend was, you know, when you see some of these atrocities that are out there that these guys are protesting, are you as angry when that stuff goes on as you are when these guys are sitting during the national anthem? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you really got to check yourself. What what is harmful and what is not? It's interesting. The uproar, some socks and a a T-shirt will... Uh, cause, but yet uh, you don't hear any of these owners. You don't hear any of these GMs who are uh, will not even entertain bringing in a, a guy who has brought attention to social injustice and, and racial inequality. Uh, where are they now? Uh, they're hiding behind their desk. Uh, I was reading on CBSSports.com uh, this this um, writer Kevin Boylan B O I L A. ND, I believe, is how you spell his last name. And he said, he talked about Marshawn Lynch sitting down in the Kaepernick protest and the perceived, he used the word perceived racial inequality and perceived social injustice. Perceived, really? Jackass, did you see what went on in Charlottesville? Where have you been? Uh, we, 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 did you not see Tamir Rice? Did you not see uh, Trayvon Martin? Perceived? It's not perceived. It's part of our history. It's part of the fabric of America. It's what we have been about at certain times in this in, in, in this the the life of this country, and it's still ongoing. It's nothing perceived. This is happening in real time. And yes, if we would protest as much about things that occurred this past weekend in Charlottesville as we do about a damn T-shirt, about some socks, about a quarterback kneeling, about Michael Bennett sitting, about Marshawn Lynch sitting, if you had that same fervor about what's actually going on and what these guys are protesting, maybe we'd be in a better place in this world. But you don't see that. It's subjective. And and you got writers out there saying it's perceived. It's not perceived. We're living it. I've felt it, the sting of it. We're living it. It's not no no perceived. And and if we, we don't stop just 
kicking the can down the, the road, if we don't stop just trying to get past a moment here and there and not address the damn situation, we will continue to deal with it forever. It's not going to go anywhere because people keep making excuses and you got a damn president come out and can't even call these damn terrorists what they are. They're thugs. They're terrorists. That's what they are. And you want to sit out there and and, 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 and you're trying to uh, preserve the life of the Confederacy. They shouldn't take down this statue of Robert E. Lee. They shouldn't take down this statue of this Confederate thug terrorist. You're trying to preserve that for what? They're damn sure. And now, on top of that, you got all these states who have, there's so many states, North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, all these states out there have, trying to put forth laws that protect those who use their cars to run over protesters. Yet, you 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 look across the, the pond and all these terrorists have used their vehicles to kill people in France, in Germany, and elsewhere. Yet, you, you decry that. But you want to protect those here in America who would use their vehicles in the same manner. You don't call them terrorists. You want to put laws on the books that protect them. Give me a damn break. I think that a reason why so many sports fans get upset when they see politics bleed into sports is because they believe that athletes are there to do one thing. That's to entertain them. This is their fun. This is their escape. And if you dare step out of line, then you're going to hear it from us. Because you're not worth anything other than to make my team win, to make my fantasy team win, and I don't want to hear it. Because I, I, I could turn on the news if I want to turn on the news, but I turned on sports because I want to watch sports. And how dare you have any sort of opinion on anything? You just got to throw the stupid football. That's it. That's all you're worth. And I think that's why people get so angry when they see these things. And then this other stuff, that's always going to be there. But my escape is over here. And don't bring that, don't bring that over here We're to right. ruin it. We, we want an escape. We, we, we need a respite from our, our daily lives. I get that. But sports intersects with life. And Michael Bennett or Marshawn Lynch, they get pulled over. Uh, are they Michael Bennett, the football player, or are they just Michael Bennett, the black dude? Driving that just got pulled over. Is it Marshawn Lynch, the black dude that just got pulled over? Don't t- they're not an athlete at that point. They have to deal in the real world. They leave their job as a football player. They have real-life consequences they are dealing with. And so if they want to shine a light on what's going on, more power to them. And it's been happening. Sports has always been the catalyst for movement in this country, and it will continue to be that. They have a huge platform, and I'm glad they're using it. I hope there was at least a couple of people that – instead of being outraged by Lynch and and Bennett in the most recent of the anthem protests because of what happened, said, you know what, it's okay. I I get it. Do what you want. I mean, sitting down, kneeling down, as opposed to organized neo-Nazi rallies. I mean, if if you want to sit down and call attention to an issue, and maybe I think that it's disrespectful, maybe I think it's not going to work, but you know what, go ahead, because... This what's going on right now is just it's 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 an atrocity. Well, they don't believe the protest is real, and, and I don't think what happened in Charlottesville is going to change their mind. Uh, they don't believe what Kaepernick was protesting. They don't believe what Bennett, what Lynch is protesting is real. They, that, it's as simple as that. Either you believe what they're talking about is going on, or you don't. And you can have videotapes uh, out the you know what, and they still won't believe it uh, because that black life is not valued like others. It's simple as that. And you can deny all you want, but 
that's the feeling of a lot of people in this country. And you saw it manifest itself there in Charlottesville. You got terrorist thugs out trying to preserve the legacy of terrorist thugs. And there's a couple of things that I was worried about with this past election. And I know people get upset when we talk politics and stuff, but I don't care. So the three things that I was upset about going into this was not, and this is no revisionist history, but one was the climate change and how that wasn't going to, we're going to take a step backwards Mm -hmm. in that. And that seems to be occurring. The other was a, a greater threat of nuclear war. That seems to be happening. And the other was giving a voice to the ignorant racists because they believed, whether right or wrong, but they believed that the election made them right, that somehow they could come out now from underneath the ground because there is now a guy in the White House who understands them, which I don't believe is true, but they believe is true. And that has also now happened. Well, you have a, a ton of evidence after what occurred this past weekend to prove your, your theory. And, and they came out and said, well, the president didn't come out and, and denounce us. He said there was blame on many sides, which is a bunch of bull. Not blame on any. If I push back against hate, you're going to blame me? I'm out here standing up for freedom for all folks, and, and now it's my fault that this what what happened there in Charlottesville. Really, there's only one side to blame in, in all of this, and and they uh, th- those of the white nationalist movement came out and said, "Well, the president didn't condemn us. He said it was blame to go around and yada yada yada." So c- clearly, this is his base, and, and that's why he didn't come out and denounce them and call them what they are—terrorist thugs. There was a T-shirt I saw, and since people talked about, you know, Kaepernick's T-shirt so much, I'll talk about this one T-shirt as well. But it said, you know, Obama called us this, uh, Hillary called us deplorables, Trump calls us Americans. <laughs> I mean, that just shows you the mentality that they had. I mean, it was almost like a, a coast. When he, when he got elected, there were there's a lot of these mm-hmm. neo-Nazi white freaks yeah. that believed that that was a cosign from the country on their behavior. Right. And, and and I saw it during the time of the election. I was fearful that it would continue. And and now they feel like, hey, I can I can show my face. And I, I just I love sarcastically love how a lot of the people at the rally now have been identified because it's twenty seventeen, you can see their faces. Yeah. And and then they get upset when their photo goes viral. Right, like oh, this is this is not good. That my my face is now all over it. But what do you think, you dumb? Right, and, and, and it's and it's interesting. These are the same cats that are going to these baseball games. These are the same ones that go to the football games, and they're cheering for those black players on on those fields. As long as that black player is helping my team win, I'm cool with them. But don't bring them home. I don't want to associate with them in any, any other atmosphere other than on that playing field. So that's reality, and until we come to terms with that, until the bigots come to terms with that, uh, we're, we're going to be stuck in this place. And this is a learned behavior. You are taught this. You are you you learn how to look down on people that don't look like you. That you don't come out of the womb thinking that way. Hate is taught, and, and it's, it's unfortunate that we're still dealing with this situation. But we will continue to deal with it until people want to address it, and they don't want to address it. Because it makes them uncomfortable. Well, well, damn it, 
You need to be uncomfortable. And and what's even more discouraging, I think, is that now more than ever, it's being addressed. And I think that it is addressed a lot of the times in a mature way. But none of that's going to get any press. And you're still always going to have people like we saw at that rally. There's there's always right. going to be a faction right. of those, those people. There's not going to be 100% cleansing. I, I'm right. with you. But if the majority of, as we've discussed here, whether it's in your own little circles, if you tell someone who says something that's racist, that's, that's wrong, if you point it out and, and, and disassociate with that person, it, that will go a long way uh, with shedding uh, th- this this problem. I mean, that's where it has to start at the grassroots level, like everything in your community, in your household. That's where it starts. No, grandpa, that's wrong. No, mama, dad, that's wrong. Sister, brother, friend, what have you. That is wrong. You shouldn't think that way. That's where it starts, at the grassroots level. I've shared with you my experiences in in this particular on this particular subject. And it has to start there. It has to start with me and you, everyone around here, pointing it out to those who are still promulgating this hateful behavior. You have to try to understand one another a little bit better i mean that's what i think that it comes down to and i I, the the hate that some people have i just wonder what happened to those folks that made them that hateful Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure as a whole as a group it's not as bad as what's happened to the people that you hate yeah (laughs) well why are you so angry can you tell me why? Yeah. What, because there's people that look different that are infiltrating your town? <laughs> Is that why you're that angry? Well, you better check yourself. You better, at that point, maybe take a long look in the mirror well, and and then not get into this organized group thought either because that can be very dangerous. Well, that's it. it it's, it's a group think, and looking down on others makes you feel better about your existence. Well, that's a sorry existence that you're, you're living, if that's the case. Because at the end of the day, I I would think we all want the same thing. Whether you're black, white, you're purple, brown, whatever color, you all want the same thing. You want a safe environment in which to live in. You want a job. You want to be able to feed your family. That's it. We all want the same damn thing. And, yeah, there's some crazy folks out there that will try to get in the way of that. But essentially we all want the same thing. Why is Kaepernick still the guy that seems to be disliked more than anybody else who stand, who stood up for something. For example, you know, Marshawn Lynch, you know, we've talked about it, but, I mean, I haven't, at least judging by Twitter reaction, media reaction, you know, since this has happened, I don't hear nearly as much. I mean, Michael Bennett's been an outspoken guy. I haven't heard nearly as much about that. I mean, is it because, you know, Kaepernick was the first to do it? Uh, is it because... You know, Marshawn Lynch likes Skittles, and Colin Kaepernick has an afro. Like, is I, I don't. What is it? I think it's. I think you have to point to the quarterback position. That was like that was that that last hurdle to cross for black players. The quarterback position. Uh, you, you look at that, and and yeah, there were some that that came along. Joe Gillum there in Pittsburgh, uh, James Harris from the Rams when when I was growing up, and but that was the that that last position. That's a position of strength. That's what the whole game uh, it, it surrounds. Uh, that position, the quarterback position. So that's essentially the leader of the team. And so I, I think uh, because Kaepernick played that position, and he's looked upon as the guy 
the catalyst. He's the leader. And, and so if you got a, someone sitting in that position who's protesting, I think it's gonna uh, definitely going to garner more attention than someone playing a different position. I was thinking of Mikey B over the weekend, too, because of him and Charlottesville and mm-hmm. all the time he spent there and how painful that must have been for you to watch because you have such a relationship and a positive relationship with that city. So you spent years there after college working at a right. radio station there, and you always talk about how much fun you had there. What was it like for you watching that? Really depressing. Yeah. It was really depressing. I spent six years there. Um, it's where I met my wife. It's one of my favorite places in the world, mm-hmm. and to see that, it was heartbreaking. And also, I think a lot of people who are ignorant and don't look into this now associate that city with that behavior where it couldn't be more different. Exactly the opposite. Completely yeah. opposite. I, I was there. I went there uh, last uh, summer to interview Bronco Mendenhall, uh, the new head coach at the time there at Virginia, and had a great time. Beautiful city. Everyone was was nice from the yoga studio I went to, to the restaurants Mikey B suggested that I go to. and had an Uber driver drive me around and Monticello and all that. And, and I mean, I had a great time. Of course, you know, that was just a snapshot. I was there two or three days in a beautiful place. Gorgeous. And, and, and uh, of course, a ton of history there. And, and uh, that was the furthest thing from my mind, uh, from the plane ride there and, and to everything else I experienced. So when you were watching the videos and looking at the pictures, you were recognizing certain areas? Oh, and, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's such be. a small city. I mean, right. you, it's, that's the downtown, and it's not big. So right. oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be jarring. It, yeah. really, it really does. If you're, if you're from there or you're familiar with it, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Plenty more to come. Keep it right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Eight five five two one two four cbs is the number to join the show. We'll take a couple of calls, but Chris Lopresti is back. He's got another sports update. What's going on, Chris? All right, guys. After a thrilling win Friday night, the arrow was pointing up for the Yankees' chance to close ground on the Red Sox atop the AL East, but they lost Saturday, and then last night blew the rubber game in the ninth as 20-year-old rookie Rafael Devers took closer Araldis Chapman deep to tie the game. That was followed by Andrew Benintendi's go-ahead RBI single in the 10th. Sox 3, Yankees 2. Boston now a season-high five and a half games clear of the Yanks for manager John Farrell. It is big. Uh, you know, we, we've had our troubles against New York so far this year. Through the first 10, you know, we're, we're only 3-7 and seven, and to, to win a couple here uh, after dropping a tough game Friday night says a lot about our, our guys, says a lot about our resolve. How about the Devers home run? Only the second allowed by Chapman to a lefty batter in his eight-year career. On the flip side, Aaron Judge continues to struggle for the Yanks. One for four, three strikeouts. His batting average slipping below 290 for the first time since April 28th. Meantime, day-night doubleheader between the Nationals and the Giants in D.C. San Francisco took the opener 4-2. to two. The Nats bounce back at the nightcap, winning 6-2 to two in 11 innings on a Howie Kendrick walk-off grand slam. They also got some decent news on Bryce Harper. No structural damage in that left knee after slipping on a wet first base Saturday. He does have a bad bone bruise that lands him on the disabled list. He's hoping to be back by the end of the regular season. Elsewhere, the Dodgers won again. And there's a fly ball to right, and it's a three-run home run for Justin Turner. Right on cue. Dodgers three, San Diego two. Charlie Steiner, Dodgers Radio Network. First of two long balls on the day for Turner, number 16 and 17. He leads the National League with a 346 batting average. Dodgers beat the Padres 6-4. to four. You also had Giancarlo Stanton sending yet another baseball into orbit. In the air, deep to right, toward the corner. Gonzalez back at- 
at the wall. 42. Giancarlo Stanton has tied the Marlins' single-season home run record. Glenn Geffner, Marlins Radio Network, also number 250 of Stanton's career. He's homered in four straight games. Marlins erase the Rockies 5-3. to Other notables, Cubs beat the Diamondbacks 7-2. to The Angels double up the Mariners 4-2. to Anaheim has won six in a row to take over the second AL wildcard spot. He also had the Indians topping the Rays 4-3 to behind Corey Kluber, who went seven innings for his 11th win. Now time to bring you some intense golf play-by-play from Quail Hollow. Decent line and the intermediate cutter off. Pops it out onto the green, tracking toward the nope. hole. This is turning left to right down toward the hole. Has a chance and catches the left lip and goes. That's a huge fist bump from Justin Thomas. Looks at the gallery, a low five with Jimmy Johnson. Justin Thomas has gotten it to eight under par. A chip in on 13 and a fired up John Magines had the call, courtesy of Westwood One Sports. Fourth birdie and a seven-hole stretch for Thomas. He would tack on another one on the 17th. Finished off a two-stroke win at the PGA Championship. First major title of his career, his fourth tour victory of the season. Patrick Reed, Louis Oosthuizen, Francesco Molinari finished in a three-way tie for second place. College football, Florida suspending seven players for its season opener against Michigan, including their top offensive playmaker, wide receiver Antonio Callaway. Those players reportedly making improper charges on their student ID cards at the school bookstore, turning around selling those items Damn. for some cash. The hustle keeps going for everybody except for the players. Yeah. Mm. I think it's a smart move. Why not? <laughs> sure. Whatever works. Yeah. I mean, you got caught and you're yeah. suspended. That's not smart. Only but, one game. Yeah. Live. Yeah. I mean, it depends how much money you made. Yeah, exactly. If it was like we're talking about half a season, then probably not. How good is Florida supposed to be this year? Uh, they're going to be good. They like, lost to wh- safety Marcel Harris uh, right after I interviewed him. Yeah, uh, he I goes know. down with an Achilles. Blame, you blame me for killing people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't I talk a, about that one. I had a good time with him. I'm talking about it now. I'm acknowledging yeah, it. Yeah, I had a good yeah. time with him there in Birmingham. Uh, this should be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Malik Zaire, how that changes their offense, or even if he wins the job coming over from uh, Notre Dame. But, but that, uh, that opener. like yeah, That's going to be difficult. Michigan's, I really don't Michigan's have, favorite? Michigan has lost so many guys on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I know they've recruited well. They have the kid from up here, uh, Rashawn Gary. Uh, don't shake his hand because uh, your hand would be much, much smaller if he shake. You're talking about a grip. Uh, but other than him, you know, they got to replace a whole bunch of people. So uh, I thought it would be a good game, but Florida would win. Uh, I'm not so sure now. Where do you stand on neo-Nazis, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I, do I really have to answer that question? Oh, we cool, I mean, dog. Yeah, uh, we get that. <laughs> Look, man, I, it's it's really all right. Get out of here. It's hard. To, it's, just, it's hard to believe what's occurring in this in this country these days. Well, they said man. they want to take it's us crazy. back. They're taking us back. I don't know. It's scary stuff. We love freedom. I hope my son freedom. makes it to see you know ten years old at this at this point. Jeez, don't teach him hate. Okay, I will not. Yeah. All right. But if he does, we'll see a boiling ocean, which will be kind of cool for a little bit. They can put it up on Instagram. All right, let's go to Keith in Houston, who's on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Keith? Hey, now, hold on, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, oh, man. Whoa. What do you got for us? Awesome, man. B. Jones is fellow Longhorn here, man. Hook him, uh, baby. I've always admired you. Yes, sir. I've always admired you, so I appreciate all that you do. You Thank sound, you. You guys sound great together as a team. Hey, uh, real quick, man. Um, I wanted to get to my son, uh, my oldest son. We just took him back to college. He's uh, returning for his sophomore year at um, – he plays football up at Mary Harden Baylor. They just won a division three national championship last year. And so we were taking him back this past weekend, um, Saturday, moving him in. He's moving off campus. We moved him to a fairly new, they're building a new apartment complex. We're putting him in there and 
uh, he's reporting for football. And we run into a family or run into um, uh, a couple, let's just put it that way, as we're moving in, we have our hands full of stuff, and uh, my youngest son is with us. And so my wife, my youngest son, and my oldest son, we're all trying to move him into the apartments, and we go to speak, and uh, all of us have a handful of stuff. And the gentleman of this couple says to us, um, you guys look like you're all up to no good. Uh, and mm. I immediately respond back with, uh, yeah, it's called moving. Uh, we're moving in. Uh, to which they still didn't reply back to, you know, or, or exchange a greeting of any sort. My wife obviously was extremely nervous and, and rightfully so and extremely livid at the fact that, okay, we're putting our son down. We're putting our son in a good place, right? Hmm. Uh, and so we, and, and this was all going on at the time that obviously we couldn't follow what was happening other than what was getting updates on our phones about what was happening, uh, in Virginia. And so we were, and obviously that night we sat down and we talked with the boys and, and Brian, to your point, I bring all that up to your point about these players that are kneeling, uh, at the end of the day, when they're pulled over, it's not a matter of, or, or in any situation when they're not in uniform, they're just. They're they're just they're just another guy, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we're not given the benefit of the doubt. And really, what's sad to me is in 2017, I'm having to have this discussion, and, and it's not a matter of having. A, it's sad that we're having the discussion. It's just it's sad that I have grown adults to literally make comments, uh, overt comments in front of my kids uh, to say things to make them more conscientious about their skin about their skin color and the fact that they're moving into <laughs> into an apartment his first apartment and he's thinking about these things and we've got a million things to think about right, right. so my whole point to this is is that and you and you guys mentioned it you know those these are conversations that we have to have but more importantly I'll be frank with you man I'm just trying to, and this is really, this is the this is really what's hurting me because I fought for this country for ten years. I served in our military. I've traveled all over the world. No one can tell me more about that flag and about what it stands for. But I'll tell you, man, what's hurting me today is the fact that I'm having to sit down in my life and I'm worried about our son that we just dropped off at a brand new or brand new apartment complex. He's playing ball, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not sure if he's in a safe place. Right. I mean, that's that to me, it, it really cuts at my core. And I feel bad that we're still having and parents aren't having these discussions with their kids about just doing just just do, treating people right. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? that's it. And, and you know, we had a situation here. And Keith, thanks for the call. Uh, and, and as I said earlier, all we want, all anybody wants is a safe environment in which to raise your family. A safe environment. If you don't have a family, it's a safe environment for you. You want to have a good job and and go about your business. That's we all should just want that. And you you, you had a mayor here, Mayor Bill De Blasio, had this conversation with his son, his son, <laughs> black young man, and people were in an uproar at the fact that he told his son that the rules of engagement for you when you're stopped by law enforcement, and this is not denigrating all law enforcement, but yes, there are some bad cops out there. The majority of them are good. Did you hear me? The majority of them are good, but there are bad ones as well. And the mayor had to have a, a conversation with his son about the rules of engagement for him because of his black skin. Yes, those conversations go on. 
Yes, things happen to people of color when you're dealing with law enforcement. Unfortunately, I've got tales. I have family members that have tales. And the fact that the mayor had to have that conversation with his son had people in a tizzy as if he was denigrating all the police. No, he wasn't. He was being real. Keith is having to have a real conversation with his kids now because of this incident. This, this is going on. We're not making this up. Who would want to make this up? Who would want to deal with this? No one. I don't want to deal with this. I'm not preoccupied with race, but I'm impacted by it. I don't want to have to deal with it. I want to wake up. I want to go to work. I want to be safe. I want to do this. I want to have fun. I want to have a damn good time. That's it. It's what I want. I don't have to have to worry about situations because of the color of my skin. So Keith's family didn't steal that stuff? Right? No. Oh, okay. All right. Just, I got a little lost Keith, there. take the boxes back, man. We'll let you go this time. Next time, carry a receipt, Keith, and then just show them. And then that'll be, the whole Look, thing will be over. We purchased this. No, How not, sad is that? I know. No, I, not, not, to make, not to make light yeah. of it, obviously. How I'm sick just, is that? I, you can't make this stuff up, man. And, and we we keep denying, deny, 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 deny. Everyone, they won't cover their eyes. Nothing to see here. It's happening. Coming up next, Bieber, Bryce, in a wet bag. Tiki and Tierney have Guns and Roses tickets. Listen weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win. Exclusively on CBS Sports Radio. Somehow, Justin Bieber sees an Instagram post from a gym in some town in Georgia. Savannah. That's near no, but it's not. It's another town. Oh, okay. It's near Savannah. It's Broughton or Broughton or I don't mm, know. They make them like this. I'm going. Well, or is that or is that the name of the gym? I don't know. Whatever. It's it's close to Savannah if it's not Savannah. And he sees this Instagram post. I only have like 70 followers. So somehow Justin Bieber or somebody in his crew, which could be a possibility here too. Someone in his crew was doing this and not him, but who knows. Sees this Instagram post of this young lady who works at the gym and she's promoting some sort of energy drink. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, there is a direct message from the official Justin Bieber Instagram account that says, who is that girl? Heart, in your latest post. So, of course, the gym... (laughs) <laughs> automatically takes a screenshot of this and puts it up on Twitter and the thing goes viral and then everybody's screaming and yelling about it. And the girl gets all this attention and pictures of her all over the internet. And what I want to know is why can't the gym just answer them? <laughs> Can you just answer them? Right. And just say, this is the girl. How about that? <laughs> And just do it discreetly. They want to do a little five minutes of fame, man. And do you think that people are actually going to join this gym because Justin <laughs> Bieber wanted to have <laughs> relations <laughs> with a girl who worked there? Did you need to put it out there for promotional purposes? And she act like it was a damn national crisis. She, I had to go talk to my mom and boyfriend about this. What? Nothing to talk about. Yeah, that boyfriend, mm. he should go what? take a walk. Get out of here. He's doing all right. You can't, but get out of here. Let Justin Bieber have it. Why? No, man. Mm, nice lips, girl. She's young, isn't she? Twenty. He's got to be. She's got. Looks young. Yeah. Twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely looks young. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, something Gober. Jessica. Jessica Gober. From Savannah. The Gober. The Gober From family. Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Hello, Savannah. 
Why does everybody? I mean, you can't be a celebrity and get into a direct message thing these days. It's no, going to be out there. It's you, gonna, you're going to put it out there. Yep. You, you can't do it. <laughs> even, <laughs> That's what you have to do right there. Even low-level the celebrities like you. <laughs> you can't. Don't do it, man. Don't I don't get, DM. You don't DM. No. Heck no. Really? Be out there. No. You sure? That. You think that someone would run to... No, one of the I like, am not that important. Deadspin or no. Barstool Sports no. or something. <laughs> Brian Jones of CBS Sports slid into the DMs. Of, <laughs> don't do it. They could. I don't. They could be a good story for them. I, I don't, I'm just trying to protect you here. I don't do that stuff. No. <laughs> I'm sneaky. You're just snipping them, right? <laughs> yep. yeah. Snip. Snip. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I believe tonight is the debut of that bachelor in paradise oh where all that stuff went down oh, with corinne and yeah whatever the hell happened so if you're interested in that corinne hmm. olympios friend of the program i believe that that airs There's a little hey corinne <laughs> no plug good morning it. so corinne was getting it on with this other dude right in the I, paradise deal yeah, I don't know. And it became uncomfortable for the producers or I, something? I guess. Yes, I don't. I really, I don't know. It's, mm. I guess, a slippery slope of some sort. Mm. I haven't kept up with it. I just know that those two went home, and I guess the rest of the people continued the season. There was lawsuits and other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's I'm not laughing at the lawsuits. I'm laughing at Pete playing the drop. You going, yeah. 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 It was a lawsuit for two grown folks. Yeah, I, but maybe there was something else going on. I, I it's there's there's other information. You can read up on it if you want. Oh, you telling me there was a sexual assault question in there? What? I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. Just okay. read about it. Oh, what what, what do I look like here? Harvey Levin? Yes. I don't know enough You're about up on it. All of this. I'm not. Yes, I took you are. I took a week off. I don't know anything that happened. <laughs> you just gave me a, a lot that happened. Well, that was before my vacation <laughs> that this happened. Oh, okay. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so they won't be airing that portion then. I think they. I think they are. They. Oh well. What the hell with the lawsuit? There's no lawsuits. We're going to air that. Well, they put it in the preview at least. Them shutting down the the whole production. They put it in the preview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damn. All right. Sex. <laughs> me. We have enough drops to fill what's in Brian's head. We can now audibleize your thoughts because we have oh, really? enough drops to do that. You think? We, the play. salami and cheese, mama. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Does anybody know what that's from? Salami cheese mama. Uh, yeah, I don't Sex. I don't know what that's from at all. All right. Moving on. Uh all right, let me get this woman off my computer. <laughs> yeah, this Damn, girl got pretty little. Mm, mm. So Bryce Harper slipped on first base and Come has on. a bone bruise and is out for a while. He's lucky that's all he has. Yeah. That was ugly looking. It it was ugly looking, but but now there's like some sort of uh I don't know what word I want to use here. A movement towards changing. You know, Scott Boris comes out. We have to make the bases safer for the player. <laughs> like, this isn't some sort of freak accident. It's a base 
It got wet. <laughs> he stepped in the middle of it, and he slipped. Right. You, That's what happened. You usually don't step in the middle of it. Right. You step on the edges. Uh, and he, yeah, he happened right. to step on the top right. of it, and it was wet. It and was a freak accident. I mean, you don't get rid of all the stairs in the world because yeah. someone fell down <laughs> a flight of stairs. No need to call your mom and boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, this, okay? Look at how dangerous these steps are. <laughs> We've got to do something about this one after another. <laughs> look at all the opportunities for injury. He's, he's, he's protecting his investment. Uh, yeah, that that's just overblown. He, he, no one steps in the middle of the base. No one does it. He happened to do that, and yes, his foot gave away because there was moisture. Uh, it was a three-hour rain delay there prior was, to the, yes. the game. Chill out. I got an idea. Get a towel. <laughs> if you're a part of the Crowns crew, and wipe off the top of the base after maybe that. Maybe that's what you could do. Just a little. Oh, look, it's dry now. Yeah. Wow. How right. about that? Come on. That's not the first wet base uh, that's been in, involved in a baseball game. You just don't step in the middle of it. I kid you not. Driving in, flipping around, different shows that are live, some on tape. Someone was actually suggesting that they get rid of bases now altogether oh, in baseball wow. because of this. <laughs> just go to a spot. How? <laughs> I. Over this? Yes. Why can't we just call something what it is? And I understand, all right, you don't want to talk about race because you're scared of that. Yeah. You don't want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott because you're scared of that and it happened a couple days ago. All right, can you do something better than get rid of bases? <laughs> what? Golly. Now that's an overreach. Get rid I mean, I just, there's so many things that happen in sports where... Talk shows grab a hold of it. And I'm sure, I don't want to sound totally hypocritical, because I'm sure we've done it at some point, but I try to avoid these things the best I can and have some sort of self-awareness. But sports talk shows grab a hold of it because there's nothing else going on and make a bigger deal out of it than what it is. Like, we have to change the All-Star game. We've got to change the Pro Bowl. We've got to change this, change that, rule change this. You overcorrect. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and now you got Bryce Harper slipping on a base, and we got to change baseball for Scott Boris is piping up over this. He slipped on a base. You should be ashamed. <laughs> so, the wet base he slipped on it. Get over it now. Get rid of the balls, too. <laughs> Will you get over it? Because if he hadn't hit the ball, he wouldn't have had to run. Get oh, rid of that, too. Good. <laughs> now this happened. We got to get rid of this. I mean, just, I mean, I freak things happen. Yeah, they do. They happen. Chalk it up to that. That's oh it. man. Yep. All right. I was that annoyed. Chalk me. it up to the dust and let the rain settle. Yeah, that that annoyed. Me. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Uh, there's a video out there of. Two skivats who are on a subway, mm-hmm. and it's it's the classic thing. Is another thing I yell about where it says Yankee fans have sex on subway, mm-hmm. where really it's just two low class balloon heads who have sex on subway, right? Like just because, sex. like I'm, I don't know why I'm defending the Yankees and their fans at this point. I don't do a lot of that. No, you don't. But but I can't stand when it's like. You know, fight between Bengals fans or you know, Alabama fan does this. Like, no, it's an idiot who did that. Just be, don't don't define right. them by the yeah. team that they root for. It's not fair to the team. 
So there's a video out there of, I mean, I, not that I sit, I never, I very rarely sit when I ride on the subway. Very rarely take the subway these days. But I'm never, I'm never touching anything. I never touch <laughs> anything if I can avoid it. But now this really cements it because this video has got the male Yankee fan sitting down. Yep. The female Yankee fan on top of She's male. sitting too. Yeah, the Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their thing. Yep. And then in the background, you see the sleeping people <laughs> that are there. <laughs> the game warm out. Right. <laughs> that may or may not have a home. I don't know. I don't want to judge. But so you've got you've got all this going on. And then no like nobody cares. One person filming it, but the rest of the car just doesn't care about this. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Only in New York. Where they don't care. I know. I mean, it's just so disgusting. She's got, you know what's even more disgusting? She's got her bare feet out, which really grosses me out that her bare feet are touching the the floor, which has got every strain of hepatitis. (laughs) Only in New York. People are just going about their business. Sex. He's just and they they look exactly like two people that would go to a Yankee game. So I will say that <laughs> he know? didn't want to kiss her afterwards. You see, he turned his head. Oh, he well, wouldn't kiss her. She probably had like the looks of her. <laughs> Don't kiss me. <laughs> Excuse me. Probably having a ball at the game, <laughs> eating, drinking. But it's it's just remarkable. That, <laughs> and there was just recently, maybe it's something about this city. It was at City Field with two people in the bathroom. My goodness! Just recently, yeah. Why, like, what? And you got to be really drunk. These are disgusting places to have sex. They are. Like, I'm all for spontaneity, having fun, switching things up. But the subway (laughs) in a bathroom? (laughs) Holy! Spontaneity, switching things. Yeah, a little different here today. But, but, I mean, this. Different rooms, but in public places, really? But, no, not just public places. The most disgusting places. Yes. (laughs) The subway. When the mood hits. Oh, God, you, you, you have to be sick yeah. in the head. Baby, can't we wait till we get to the house, please? You really got to be sick in the head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Damn, I thought I was horny. Mm. <laughs> well, you are. No, no I'm you, good. You are. You just, you have Ubers take you everywhere. You don't take the subway. <laughs> there you go. Too good for that. <laughs> Gio and Jones, keep right here CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 